Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, ooh, ooh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, ooh, ooh. we've got to help the garden grow. Welcome to the Urban Homestead Radio. We are your hosts, Anise, Justin, Jordan. Special thanks to our sponsor, Layman's, in Kidron, Ohio. For over 60 years, they have provided practical, non-electrical tools and appliances and home goods. Our family has been a huge fan of theirs since the 1990s and have purchased many quality products for our own homestead. When technology fails, their products will certainly work. So check out their website and online catalog at layman's.com, and that's L-E-H-M-A-N-S.com. We appreciate the support of this podcast. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help, help the garden grow. Oh, oh, oh. Help the garden grow, singing. Oh, oh, oh. We've got to help the garden grow. everybody thanks for tuning in uh, to the urban homestead radio podcast my name is tom i'm just uh working with the urban homestead for marketing and business development and today actually is a very different podcast i'm going to be interviewing justin derbase on his own we're actually going to be interviewing everybody uh each independently uh for a wrap-up at the end of the year but it's kind of cool justin volunteered to go first (laughs) for better or worse uh, and so uh, it's kind of nice, actually, because there are so many times when I'm recording the podcasts with you guys. Uh, first and foremost, thank you so much for taking time to do this today. I know how busy you are, so I really appreciate that. Uh, it's going to be kind of exciting for me to hear, but I hope also that the listeners get a lot out of uh, just being able to hear more of your thoughts and what's going on. I don't bore anybody today. Yeah. Have your pillows ready. Uh, But basically, one of the things I've found as I'm helping record a lot of these podcasts is that you or Jordan or Anna East will say something and I want to ask a question. And so this is kind of cool that at the end of the year like this, I get to actually ask you guys some questions as you're speaking and as things kind of come up, especially since I've been helping now for a little while. I want to make sure, though, that we try to explain stuff for all the listeners out there, too, because there's a lot of times that we'll talk and we know what we're talking about and listeners might have no clue as to the reference. Um, But basically, again, thanks for doing this. And so uh, the first question actually is, you know, the podcast is about six months old now and uh, there's been a lot of information that you guys have shared as a family about the farm, about your own personal lives and things like that. So, and, and I just want to ask the question, you know, how do you feel about sharing that much information about yourself and, you know, giving people such a, a, a really in-depth insight to what you guys do and who you are? Uh, we're trying to get more information out there. The, the best part about it is that we, well, we, it's unedited. It's uh, what we say goes out versus the press or media. They come in and they slice and dice what they think is interesting. And here we have every week um, you can hear our stories in its entirety without 
uh, what we think is important in our life during that time. So in that sense, that's our, our another way for outreach to, to, to reach other people because and people get two minutes of news here, a couple minutes here. You know, it's great, Zoe, all the people uh, featuring us, but when you can do a whole hour and just specifically focus on what we're doing, that that's the best part of it. So, so when, when these other people come to film, and I've seen several now, and significant individuals, sig yeah. significant groups, you know, the yeah. country music television, or France yeah. Five even, yeah. international, all of these big organizations or, or uh, high-profile celebrities, do you ever feel like, so if I'm understanding you correctly, you feel like sometimes you'll say something and, and it's wrenched out of context? Well, not out of context. I think they try to, the lowest common denominator, maybe like um, that everybody understands while sometimes we're a little bit, it's our lifestyle. So if you say we do this for a living, other people, it is, how do we call it? light green versus dark green, deep versus shallow. It's a news piece. I mean, they're not going to... Um, they don't dig that much. They don't want that much information out there. It's the highlights. And oh, here sure. you can get the... You know, it's like a trailer on a film or uh, sports highlights, you know, versus watching the whole game. While our podcast, you can hear the whole game while uh, a news piece or article, you just get snippets, of little bits in here. It's maybe taken out of context because it's not always accurate. And it's not always the complete story. So we're trying to tell our complete story with the podcast. Um, we'd like to touch on a little bit of history, uh, family history, dad's history, and what we plan to do in the future. So when you say it's not always accurate, um, have you ever felt like somebody took something you said and completely misrepresented you? Well, well there was one time I was in an interview for a local paper, and they said, um, Justin wears overalls. I don't know when the last time I've worn overalls, <laughs> but I guess it's creative license. It wasn't, you know, not nothing serious. But I was just you read it and you say, okay, that's fine. Creative license, creative liberty, whatever. But it was you say, well, at least it wasn't serious, and says, you know, that was meant to be a crime or a witness that the, you know the guy was wearing overalls. Like, you know, it just it's yeah. funny how they get where that comes from. I don't know. For the record, I, in, I've know, never seen you wear overalls. <laughs> just, just for the record, I believe it's been a while since I wore them. Oh, so you did at one point? Probably as a kid, maybe. Okay, yeah, all right. I made that mistake ago. too. <laughs> You're not alone. <laughs> Once was too much. I don't know. So now that's more of an example of fabrication. They just kind of made that up. I don't know where it came from. Like I said, I mean, it's it's hard to. I think the more. Um, I don't even know if that was even context, but. It was interesting. This is oh, Justin and his overalls working in the garden. I don't know if they were trying to make it interesting or trying to make it typecast with farmers wear, you know, like the versus, you know, you're supposed to look this way, talk this way, walk this way. I, it's just it's funny. It just stuck in my mind that they take that one thing and they put it in there. I don't even know what the rest of the article is about, but it's like, okay. Have you ever had an example of upwards more like someone took what you said and misrepresented it? Well, you can slice and dice anything you say and, and be out of context. But we we like to keep we have tried to keep our private life separate from our public life. And people were um, like I think we talked about it earlier what we do versus who we are. And some people they the more we did, the more people want to know who the people were behind it, who Dad was, who we were, and I think. I think most most of them re represented us pretty well, 
Okay. So there's a couple. There's a couple that were like, okay, but it was nice when we did our own doc, uh, film that went around the world. We could. It was our piece. It was our film. It was our words. And we edited it. We produced it. We packaged it. We shipped it. It was all us. And then said, media can twist things whatever they want. But most of them have been pretty accurate. There's some, uh, maybe not so much, but. Well, that's really nice, actually. It sounds like you've been pretty fortunate concerning <laughs> the press. Anyway. Yeah, I mean, sometimes we were we were pretty open and honest, and you know, talking about things, and then they made it like the highlight of the article, and it's like, hey, we're not hiding anything, but you know, that wasn't the point. You know, um, some articles about you know they maybe focused on something. It was supposed to be about gardening, and it ended up being about. personal hygiene or something. It was really weird. It's just like, we're just being open and honest. But So now we just scaled back a little bit. And just, some of it's nobody's business. But yeah, yeah. We got burned a little bit. We tried to you share too much information and people take it out of context and stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the press, now as a podcast interviewer, uh, now you're part of the press now, right? Yeah. So. I, we tried to, we tried to um, obviously we don't edit their piece out and they're unscripted and un, they're not coaching anybody. They're welcome to say whatever they want. Obviously, like they keep it clean and family friendly, but yeah. it's, uh, <clears throat> I think other people enjoy telling their story without, maybe without interruption or without um, editing too, because, you know, you can only get so much information on the news and it's, it's not always the complete story. So we, we'd like to maybe next year get a little bit tell a little bit of where we came from, um, where Dad came from, how we got we got started, and where we're headed. I think that would be, besides the day-to-day homestead activities, I think the people like to know the backstory. And our story is unique, our story is different. And, well, we've been doing it our whole life, so it's kind of, it's kind of hard to shrink it and even do it in a podcast. Yeah, well, I think it's nice, especially you know, six, six months in, there's been so many opportunities for you guys to kind of share how you feel and what you're, what you're focusing yeah. on. Yeah, we like, we like to share more. It's just sometimes we get scattered. Sometimes we have to maybe um, be a little bit more organized on a podcast. Maybe concentrate. We're talking about concentrate on one facet of the urban homestead or one element of the urban homestead and just focus on that because some of them are, for better or worse, are... Wandering, <laughs> for better or worse, they sometimes meander and are not quite uh, succinct or clear. So we have to maybe clean that up a bit. Try to be a little bit more um, to the point. Well, you know, if obviously as you're growing as a business, as a farm, and as a uh, interviewer, your, your experience and such. You're going to recognize that, yeah, okay, okay. Now we're not so shy in front of the microphone. So the next logical step is to make sense, right? However, you know, there's been pretty consistent comments from people who've been interviewed by you guys, how nice it is in this environment to sit out back and just start talking. Uh, and so, do you think you want to get away from that, or you want to think you want to take more advantage of that, or are you just talking about trying to stay more focused in terms of subject matter? Well, I mean, the guests, they obviously have their specialty and we would focus on their specialty um, I think it was more on our side because we do we do a little bit of everything so it's kind of hard sometimes when you say well 
if somebody was doing came in they talked about coffee it was you know a whole podcast on coffee or talk about uh, dairy it was a whole podcast on dairy you know ours is a little bit more uh, I mean I like to some of the stuff get out of your diaries get out of your uh, what you know and and say it eloquently and share it with other people because some of the stuff we grew up with for years we don't think it's special because this is what we've been doing our whole life and other people want to know well how do you do this it's like well I thought people know that so I think um, if we can and it's easier than writing a book I think. and a book is I would say is stale in a sense that you do it once and it can live on forever which is great but some podcasts are a little bit more living maybe if you want to say living more yeah, you're flexible, more it. flexible, and you can change it uh, week to week. Yeah, so the message changes and grows, and then there's a record of what you've done. Before. Yeah, we still like to do a book, a uh, coffee table book, before and after, how we got this far, where that came from. Because uh, I think, even though we know our history, um, some of it may have been lost or not told accurately. So we like to set the record straight on some. Um, past histories on dad's side on our side um, sometimes I think uh, with the internet you can't believe everything you read so <laughs> this podcast it would be something you say well that's what you know that's what they said you know from from our mouth and there's no um, maybe no question about who said it and when they said it and for what reason but right from the horses now. yeah maybe. but now as an interviewer you've gotten to not only me so for all the people that you've interviewed how do you feel being the person asking the questions well I mean I unless I have to say it better <laughs> so there's a cup are you there some lively bunch of uh, people we brought on that were able to uh, share their story eloquently and were able to uh, get their message out and their story out. So that was a win-win situation for them and for us. And some of them, uh, it's good to connect with some people we haven't connected with in a while. Boy, oh boy, this is really picking up. Impressive. It's been quiet all morning until I sat down. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's cool. So, you, you know, you guys talk about, and, and rightfully so, you talk about the history of what your dad did and what your dad um, created mm-hmm. until last year, unfortunately. Uh, but you guys have decided to go ahead and pick up the, the standard and continue on. So now, actually, you're building your own backstory. Yeah. Uh, and, and, Please don't get me wrong, I think obviously you need to pay homage to the work that your dad did and the mission that he had. So how do you guys, um, the question would be more accurate to say, do you believe that now you're creating your own kind of mission too? I would like to say we're carrying on, uh, continuing what dad started. Um, Obviously, uh, we're two different people with a family. And I think what most people, some people thought anyways, that 
it was dad's dream and dad was forcing us to do this and we really were hearts weren't in it um, we didn't want to do this we wanted to get a you know real job and you know go whatever and i think people the podcast especially helps us that it is now our our goals and dreams and desires to do this i love what i do and i'd like to do this for the rest of my life i think people maybe misconstrued that you know you worked at home with your dad that he was making you do things you didn't want to do you know he was uh it wasn't your dreams it was not your life now you can live your life now that your dad's gone you can sell and move and do like that and we're like why why would we want to do that (laughs) and i think that's that's what maybe surprised some people maybe shocked some people that we're still here and doing i'm doing what i love and hopefully i could do it for the rest of my life well you're really good at it you know we talk about (laughs) we talk about the air quality (laughs) here on a regular basis uh you know just being able to sit in this environment and breathe such clean air and be surrounded by so much life, it's its an extraordinary feeling. And everybody who comes in to be interviewed, too, they get the same feeling, yeah. that same energized, you know, wow, this is this is really cool. So, yeah, you're doing a great job. Yeah, as far as I think if people realize if, if you just maybe drove by, you wouldn't know what was going on. But the people that we invited back or interviewed or even the press or the media or... Um, they're pleasant let's see they are the comments that you hear and they share with you that you know it's like a different world it's like paradise it's like um, they could sit here all day it's it's a whole different world and it for us it's home for me it's home and when you bring some strangers or people that aren't familiar with it I think you, you get more of a I don't say you don't appreciate it but maybe you get it's 24-7 all the time and when somebody else points out what you grew up with maybe it gets a little bit more appreciation or a little bit more um let me say that a deeper understanding maybe yeah i think no i have a deeper appreciation before because some of the things i'm not saying we miss maybe we're busy maybe we're we grew up with it so it's like um if you're familiar familiar with something and then somebody points it out it just helps to see some things that maybe we missed or not missed but forgot about you yeah know, the, the details or the the birds singing or the ducks quacking or something like that and they said oh, i could sit here all day it's like okay yeah but this is a it's a working farm so it's not like a museum or anything not yet anyway. not yet anyways <laughs> <laughs> yeah all the as in fact last night when we were trying to record there was all kinds of stuff happening yeah a lot of drama distractions and, yeah but I mean, that's, it's a functioning farm, right? So that's what happens. You try and sit down to do a podcast, and what happens? It keeps moving. It doesn't care that you're trying to do a podcast, right? Nope. <laughs> the deliveries, got phone calls, got cats and dogs and chickens and ducks and all that stuff. So, yeah, it's a little bit different. I mean, obviously, we like to... Like I said, I think everything. there's room for improvement on anything. Maybe uh, one idea was to go mobile with the podcast, something to... If we do go to Echo Farm or somewhere, and or go on a road trip, you can interview somebody on the road. Um, that might be a little bit more travel the world, um, be a little bit more um, mobile friendly than uh, thing where you can travel and get the message out too. So that would be another uh, one option. If I can, or if I may, I'd like to throw my hat in on the travel in <laughs> the world and recording the podcast. Would be really cool. Sounds like I'll a go plan. anywhere. That'd be fun. Yes. 
So, which do you prefer then? Do you prefer uh, talking about homestead happenings when you record a podcast, or do you prefer actually interviewing someone and letting them do all the talking? I, I enjoy listening to other people. They're passionate about their... They're very, uh, very passionate about their beliefs, about what their product or their way of life, and I, I feed off that energy. Um, I'm very passionate about what I do. It's just sometimes I don't. Uh, it's hard for me to publicly explain it, or everybody else can understand. I think that's my my fear of public speaking or something like that. I think most people have that, but I think I'm. With that, dad gone, and I have to take more of a center, center space in interviews and uh, public speaking. That's one of the probably one of 2018 to get a little bit better on. Well, that's a new share, role. Sh- right? Yeah, it's a new role because I mean we would we would sit back and enjoy listen to dad because dad was very eloquent on how he uh, how he explained what you do. You know, if you say, well, if somebody said what you're doing, you said, well, I'm planting a seed. Dad would say he was changing the world. So there's a to- you're doing the exact same thing, but so somebody says, well, I'm just planting a garden. I'm planting a seed. Dad says, well, that's I'm changing my world. I'm changing the world. I'm helping other people change their world. And I think just uh, being comfortable public speaking, I think that's uh, one of my weaknesses. On uh, I like I like what I do. It's just I avoid talking about it. Maybe. <laughs> Well, you haven't been able to avoid it for the last few months. You have to get on the microphone and make these podcasts. Yeah, we were able to, between the three of us, spread the spread the speaking around. So right, right. It took three of us to maybe replace one of Dad. So that was, the, and then when we have other people involved, it uh, helps us out. Well, now, so this is actually this interview will be your first time Solo. going for a significant amount of time. Solo, on your own, right? yeah. Hopefully, I can get through it without any. Well, so far, so good. You're doing great. Just for the record. How much more time we got? No. Yeah. <laughs> as long as the sun is up, we've got all day. Uh-oh. <clears throat> and I'm sure you could go all day, too. Yeah. I've heard you talk to Gabriel. I've heard you talk to Sergio and just talk business or talk about gardening and what's going on or what they're experiencing. Because mm-hmm. a lot of the times, your conversations are research on what's happening in other areas just so you can understand what's happening here, too, right? Yeah. Well, I think we're... Especially if you're talking to other farmers, you can, I don't know how you say, cut to the chase, cut the BS, and just go straight to, oh, the weather's been nuts, the pests are doing this, the economy's this, the drought's doing this, um, crop failures, you know, and you have something in common. So I get really, I get really passionate and really excited when talking about to that. Uh, hopefully I'm a little bit more exciting today, but <laughs> in yeah. front of a microphone, but... Well, it just makes sense. You've got that, that common bond. You're both, every, whoever you're speaking to in, in those particular mm-hmm. circumstances has the same background. They're going through the same challenges. Yeah. And so you can get information from them about what they're experiencing. Yeah. That so that's, e- that's easy for me to do that. You know, talk to them. They're easy to talk to me, share their stories and stuff like that. Uh, I try to stay in my field. My <laughs> field of expertise and not try to get... You're not going into rocket science? No, no. Not any time soon. Or quantum physics? You can do that. The quantum physics of gardening. (laughs) 
So, all right, so in of all the interviews that you've done, and it's not like you've done hundreds, but you've done uh, quite a few in probably the past six months. Two dozen interviews? Probably yeah. quite a, a few. Who was your favorite so far? Um, Chris Kirsten was nice because we had a little bit of history, back history with him, known about seven seven years. It was good to see him and how he's how he's changed from when we first met him to think. Um, sometime with the... Organic Pastures or whatever it was the Mark McAfee. McAfee. He was passionate about his, you know, very passionate about his thing. He was just telling it like it is and very knowledgeable yeah. too. And it was like when you're able to feed off somebody else's energy, you know, that's and they're passionate about what they do. And I think those probably the two highlights. Um, and obviously, there's more to come, but I would say those two were probably the highlights. Was the standout? Yeah. Because they're all good. Yeah, we had Sergio. I mean, Sergio, I mean, Sergio and Gabriel. If you really wanted to, Gabriel can talk. We we talk for hours and hours, and somebody ought to record that stuff because it's really deep stuff. We go beyond the. Uh, I thought it was nice for the one hour. Sometimes it takes more than one hour to get past the, the fluff, you know. Well, he was a little nervous too the first. Time. Yeah, he was nervous. I mean, everybody's nervous. He's like, how's it work? You know, what's the what's the setup? You know, and I think most people are. Unprepared. Maybe the next time we'll have Gabriel or Sergio part two and get a little bit because uh, we can go on for hours. Uh, off, and you off, have. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> off camera, <laughs> off the microphone, off the record. But maybe we can uh, bring them back and talk about some more. Uh, we talk about world events. We talk about the situation of our family. He talks about his family. We share fears, goals, and dreams, which is a little bit uncomfortable just to share with the general public because I'm not saying it's you know it's not easy and sometimes it's it's private well it's hard for people to understand too if they don't have the backstory yeah it could take even longer to tell you know but yeah and, and often with any media or any press it can be wrenched out of context yeah. text or misunderstood because they just don't know who you are yeah. and, I, and I have an issue I, my thing is make I know what I I know what I believe, and I know what I want to say, but to convince somebody else of what my point of view, it takes a whole different, whole different ballgame. So I don't mind sharing my my beliefs and my dreams and goals. It's just sometimes uh, maybe we're a little gun shy because some of the uh, we get bad press, and you know it, uh, we don't listen to our stuff or read our stuff, but. You get used to it after a while. You know, speaking of that, you don't listen to any of the podcasts which they're recording. Well, we were there, so what's the point? I yeah. Know I mean. <laughs> <laughs> we, it's not like you weren't there. You know, you were there. Is, well, I, the reason I, 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 I so it's kind of hard to ask this question because it may not it may not work since you don't listen to them. Is there a favorite podcast that you remember? You're like, oh, that was a great podcast overall. It just um, felt good walking away from. It. I think it might have been the first couple of weeks when we were on a roll. It was like, I think we did two or three podcasts in a row. By the time we got to the third one, we were letting it, spilling all sorts of... Just uh, letting it all hang out. Yeah, spilling all sorts of family secrets out there. So. <laughs> <laughs> I remember the first one, right? And I started recording, and you guys just stopped talking. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was, obviously we're getting, hopefully... 
getting better at the thing. Um, one we recorded the other day was pretty rough because of the distractions, but and the interference from the cats and the phones and the dogs and deliveries. But that's life. Um, yeah, hopefully we're getting better at it. I think some of it has to do with practice. Some of it has to do with me more comfortable. Um, and I think if you anybody talk to any each of us, and we'll have our own. Not say own version, but our own beliefs, and it's not. We have common goals, but our own own way of getting there, and own way of saying it. Because there's many ways to tell people what you do, and sometimes the girls are a little bit more articulate than I am, just sharing it better. You know, Jordy's a good storyteller, and Lisey's a good uh, host. I sort of just you know hang back and let them. I don't do know about that. Now, at the <laughs> beginning, I would agree, since I've been there for almost all of the recordings I would agree that at the beginning you hung back but now you've gotten a lot more vocal and it's really nice well, this too. one I don't have a choice right so this one you don't have a choice yeah so that's cool now it's it, all of the podcasts combined um, make up a significant library at this point and so anybody listening to this there's a lot for them to go back and check out if you were to, to recommend one to start with is, would it be the first one or would it be a different well, one? Well, you have to tell where we're coming from because I think the first one might be a little bit more in-depth. Um, I think it might have a little bit of family stories. Because um, like I said, there's not specifically one whole hour of one, let's say, one we talked entirely about. I think it might have been one or two we did about animals. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of information in there. It's just going back and listening to it. It's kind of hard sometimes. Sometimes I forget what we sh shared and when we shared it. Um, but yeah, the first one I think would be the before and after. If you rec played that one versus one we recorded last week or something like that, you might see how far we've come. You know, it could be maybe we're a little shy or gun shy and we're not comfortable speaking publicly about some things that happened or didn't happen. I wouldn't say gunshot. I would say traumatized. Traumatized is a good word. Traumatized is a good word. Yeah. That's probably a better word. Well, uh, so the next thing I'd like to ask you about, um, I'm going to shift gears a little bit. We've been talking about the podcast mm -hmm. mostly. Can you kind of give a, a recap of what's occurred since you started doing the podcasts to now um, in the garden and with the homestead kind of overall? Because you made a comment before we started this interview that uh, you know, as far as new tricks for the homestead, there aren't any because I've been focused on plumbing. I've been focused on all of the other things yeah, that just help keep the place functioning. Yeah, trying to get with dad gone, and then we have to reorganize the business, have to streamline things, fix up things. The some parts of the homestead maybe got a little left behind. Without for a nice, nice word, <laughs> <laughs> left behind or. Um, well, anything you pay attention to uh, or spend time on gets better. And this, the past six months, we spent time. Um, we had plumbing issues. We had uh, paint peeling issues. We had uh, what do you call it? plumbing both in and out plumbing, <laughs> gray water, uh, plumbing. Uh, we've had car problems. We had everything. So it's kind of. It's life, and we try to do a little bit of everything, jack of all trades, master of none. So we try to do as much as we can by ourselves. We have volunteers come in, we've helped out, 
Phil's helped out, uh, bringing in some part-time help to help. There was a lot of loose ends because the past five years have been some things just got dropped off, dropped by the wayside, and we were able to pick up, we talked about it the other day, pick up some, uh, finish some projects that Dad had started five years ago that we never quite got around, and with downsizing and streamlining, we were able to uh, maybe not have so many distractions or hoot nannies every week where we had to be locked in, a little bit more uh, freedom to finish some projects that were long overdue. Plumbing, uh, painting, fixing the garage, fixing the basement, cleaning up, organizing, stuff that we had kept putting off uh, for years just because of no time and no money. So do you feel like you've made some real progress since the start of the I'd like to think so. <laughs> I'd like to think we made progress. Well, I know the We're list still in business, longer, so right? yeah. the, the list, list never ends. always yeah. gets longer. <laughs> However... Do you feel like you've covered a good number of things that were on the list originally? Yeah, I've definitely covered uh, a large amount of the to-do list, especially from one year ago, the 12 months, podcast about six months, but from one year ago, just had a, just for the basic survival of the family, survival of the homestead, survival of the house, survival of the business, survival of the animals, the garden. Just some obviously had more priorities, living things versus. Uh, then there were some deadlines for taxes and stuff like that. But just just getting back to business, like everything was done, we had to incorporate the business, changing how we do business, streamlining things, accounting, software to help us out to replace, um, to do stuff like do stuff we couldn't do anymore, and I think. Without trying to be greedy, you have to obviously with this, such a big loss, we had to downsize for a while, and we're slowly knocking off some projects that make it easier for less people to do what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Let's say it is if you're a man down, if we can, we were talking about trip irrigation the other day, something that will free up time so that you can do more homesteading activities. Um, and although we did have Oyas and stuff like that. It still required a person to go out there and fill them up if we can... I hate to say, we use the word automate, but streamline would be a better word. But irrigation somehow, because we are in a desert, and it does take a lot of time, especially in the summertime. And I have to realize that's probably the top of the list going forward. Past year, we did a lot. Um, we had to, like I said, to fix the house, fix the plumbing, fix the garden. Uh, the garden, like I said, is probably at least 50%. There's some parts of the yard I haven't touched. Um, I'd like to spend more time in the garden, but now that some of the when we, the plumbing was such a big job, now we can put in plumbing's fixed. Now we can put in irrigation because it doesn't affect the water pressure because the water pressure is pretty low. Um, stuff like that. That was you have to do it in sequence. Although maybe I didn't want to say get greedy and do it all at once, but we tried to knock off a project a day or project a week or project a month. So yeah, I've, I've, if looking back and seeing before and after, uh, we've accomplished a lot. We're by no means finished. We're not, not, even, not even close. But there's some things you can stand back and say, wow, that looks good. 
and then go, what's, what's next? So yeah, right. Don't have time to s- celebrate or enjoy your handiwork. But well, I mean, I mean, you enjoy it, but then it's it. like you have other things to do now. <laughs> <laughs> cross that off. <laughs> you cross that off, and you notice the pile over to the yeah, side. Yeah, there it says, like, next, what's next? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that pile before. Why did I trim that bush? <laughs> yeah, at least I had some other decision. The other stuff, like landscaping and the, the trees and the fruit trees, some things aren't producing. Some things have been in certain areas for five to ten years, and it's like, well, it's casting a shadow. The root system's causing issues. Um, we lost some fruit trees, um, drought, bugs, whatever. So I think that one in spring's just around the corner, so I have to get on top of that. Just, uh, well, yeah, I mean, because there's only three now. I don't know if you remember this, but early on in the podcast, you just said, uh, you just mentioned just now about volunteers coming in and helping, people coming in and helping. Early on in the podcast, you weren't sure about having volunteers at all, because you guys were still just kind of reeling from everything that had happened. Um, so now it's now you're actually having volunteers start to come in. You're actually, as you said on one of the podcasts last night, even mm-hmm. you're starting to consider doing tours in the future. You've said it a couple times on a couple different podcasts. So do you feel like you're starting to open back up again? And, and is that okay? And uh, well, the vol- I'd say definitely with the volunteers. Okay, there's some things that I want to do myself because I want it done without insulting anybody. But <laughs> I want it done right. Want it done right. <laughs> <laughs> However, there's some things, and if you want it done right, you do it yourself. And maybe that was instilled on us by dad and his his dad, you know, do it yourself. And it's very, maybe it's hard for us to trust somebody. Uh, maybe it got burned a couple times. Um, but I think if you say, well, can you uh, prune something? You helped out with pruning. You had a guy help me with the fig tree. And just get... It take, it's taken a lot of people to replace the work Dad did. Let's put it that way. Yeah. To just uh, we talked about it on a couple of podcasts. The good news is the garden's growing. The bad news is the garden's growing. Because <laughs> Dad would be out there every day, every week, cutting, but deadheading, pruning back the herbs and stuff like that. And I go out there, and I got lavender that's three feet tall, and I know it's got to be cut back. And I just, if you do it wrong, you'll kill it. Mm-hmm. And I just, and although the volunteers mean well, I. Dad was good at that, and like lavender is a little tricky to prune. Um, the older they get, the harder they are to prune. Um, some of the other stuff, like the, the fruit trees or hedge trimming, some things off the driveway is very is very basic. You know, simple stuff that uh, you guys have helped out with, and the volunteers have helped out with. Um, you know, but uh, some of the pruning of like cross members and getting up in the trees and stuff like that requires. Obviously, me to do that. That knows what they're doing. Well, at least it could, even, it could take longer to explain it than to then just do it yourself. You know. So mm-hmm. some of the stuff, like if you say, well, do soil blocks or wheatgrass. There's not really. I mean, there's a wrong way to do it, but it's not. There's not really a life or death. You know. You don't want to. If you're re-roofing your house, you don't want to say, oh, can I have volunteers, and they all go fall off the roof. You know. Some right. we we pick and choose what. Uh, I think we're getting a little bit more comfortable with people and other people. Uh, are getting better at helping us out. So it's uh, a win-win situation and hopefully, like I said, we did the the plumbing was a big job. Guys helped out with that. Um, And stuff like that. Just to take... The other thing is, another thing is when people come in and help, it helps focus 
like that hour or that hour that they're there, we're going to do this. Well, I, well if, I, if that person's not there, I'll just put it off. Right. So if you say, well, you're here to do, um, we just finished, well, rough cut the fig tree because it's that time of year. Otherwise, I'd do it next two weeks from now because I just don't have the time. It's not it's not high on my list. However, volunteer comes in, says I'm ready to do it. I say, can you just trim out the fig tree so I can get to, get around to it, rough cut? And so I was able to able to do that. And I think the maybe the volunteers help get things done on a certain time. And we've had also uh, Phil's helped out with some of the uh, little construct uh, carpentry work. But yeah, we've done it. We've Accomplish a lot. One day we'll share the before and after pictures or um, how the place looked. I think every, I mean, it's, we've been here 32 years. It's a hundred year old house. Do the math. Something's going to be, ha- something, Some something's going to happen. Work, I just like, the toilet doesn't work. <laughs> toilet doesn't flush. So I get a new toilet valve and that doesn't work. The, um, the hose leaks or the something the card wasn't cooling down to replace the thermostat, you know, stuff like that. And sometimes it's like spinning all these plates and obviously some things could drop by the wayside. But, um, well, you know, that's the thing. A lot of people, I think, don't realize, you know, they say they want to go into homesteading and they say they want to do the same thing. <clears throat> you really need a team. Yeah. You can't do it on your own. Uh, especially if you're going to sustain yourself from what I've seen. Now, that's just my opinion, of mm-hmm. course. I'm not an expert like you. Yeah. But like I said, it, takes, it definitely takes a team. It definitely takes a family. Family business, um, obviously losing a member was tough. Um, everybody, even before Dad died, we were running the business thing, but everybody had a role, everybody thing. The hard part was that with Dad gone was who was going to take, do what Dad did. And that was the the, um, the hard part. Like, Jordy would take a little bit, or Nisi would take a little bit, and try to fill fill in, or the volunteers would take a little bit. Try to fill in for the the hours that Dad would put in. You know, we can't we can't afford to hire anybody full time like that. And it was it was maybe a, a unique circumstance because of the family business, because of the family farm, and it was all hands on. You know, it's not we don't have any. I know you're joking about getting a blower, but we like hands-on, you know, sweeping, <laughs> it's, we're not going to do blowers, there's still some, we still have some um, principles or something to how we want things done, you know, no no mechanical stuff, we still do the trowels, we still do um, scissors, but automation is one of the things we have to talk about, because um, to replace dad and do the watering, it's probably going to be some sort of automation, mm-hmm. just to, just to stay, stay afloat, stay alive. So that's Same part business. of the compromise you guys have mentioned in other podcasts. Yeah, it's it's, it's been a tough. I I like to say I had principles. And <laughs> <laughs> um, I had to make some decisions I was uncomfortable with, but I could live with. Mm-hmm. If, if that makes any sense, I just I didn't want to do it, but there wasn't many other options, and just for because timing or situation or circumstances you just gotta choose what's what's best and you can live with and you're comfortable with because even though I it would not be what I would choose or what I would like it's just something you have to do and I, I had to make a couple of those decisions past you know year and that um, made some misses hits and misses obviously um, a lot I mean a lot of mistakes 
Um, biggest mistake was trying to do too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My my not one of my knocks against Dad was that he would obviously um, he would be too slow in my opinion. Like <laughs> we're younger, let's go, let's go, let's go. And how now that Dad's gone, I'm trying to slow things down because when I get excited and I try to do like uh, a lot of things, it I get in trouble. And I think maybe that was the, the lesson from Dad was trying to teach me. Slow down. Don't try to do too much. And the couple, there was a couple of bad days where I said, well, let's try to do 10 things in one day. And each one snowballed and affected the other one. One was a failure, so the next one was a disaster. And then thing, and it was just like, hey, stop. Stop. Don't do anything else. <laughs> you know, just sit down. It was just snowballed into a... He said, how can you be so, you know, stupid? But you, you mean well. And then you get all excited and you say, let me do all this and then you have to realize you just can't do that and I think um, there was a couple mistakes that didn't you know may cost us some money or cost us some time cost us uh, something but I think trying not to be so greedy or not to be so greedy might be the wrong word but try not to do yeah try not to be be so ambitious and try to knock out 20 things in one day a good day is one thing done you know done right done right yeah nobody died and (laughs) (laughs) We prefer that, yes. Yeah. So, so it's just, just, I think, getting getting carried away sometimes because you say, well, I only have so much time in the day. There's so much to do. There's so much to do. And I'm trying to, you know, keep calm. And I don't do very well sometimes. And I have to work on that. But to be able to knock off some projects and major projects, not just so put around here, put around there, but some major projects we were able to accomplish with, with help, definitely with help, because we wouldn't definitely be here without any help, without the family, without the customers, without the volunteers, so it, it definitely took a lot of people to replace what Dad did, and to get back, <laughs> I don't want to say back, it's a bad word, because it's, you can never, it's a loss, so get up to speed, maybe, get back up to speed, versus uh, It'll always be a loss. I mean, uh, talk to people uh, who've lost people, and they said it took you know five years, and it colored their view of things. Uh, they lost family, lost friends, moms and dads, and it definitely, it's definitely have colored uh, my view of uh, the world and life. Uh, and hopefully, it obviously should change you. You know, I try to remain true to myself, but it should, it should affect you. It should change you. And I think um, for better or worse, maybe. Yeah, well, the student's supposed to become a teacher, so now you're a teacher. <laughs> so I got to act like I know what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Uh, it's okay. Fake it until you make it. Right. There you go. So the question I have is: Do you think that the exercise of recording these podcasts has helped you stay focused, and also maybe help you appreciate how much you've actually gotten done? Uh, over the course of time. Well, deadlines always help. Deadlines. <laughs> deadline. If you could do things without a deadline, you know, that's... It takes a certain type of person that will do things without a deadline. Most people wait till last minute to do taxes, including me. Um, if you're able to do it without a deadline, that's, that's a major accomplishment. But sometimes just having the time set aside to do the podcast and recap or go through what's happening 
and sometimes we get so busy in the day-to-day -day things that we forget like oh what when we leave off or what we leave off on or what happened and to share that maybe it gets a little bit of appreciation for what has happened or what is happening in our life uh, and definitely it's more of a I think a historical I think more on the historical side would be what one reason why we do it is because it's our story and we're going to tell it and there's no there's no editing there's no nobody else taking it and thinking something else is important when you're you, if it's important to you please say it you know versus somebody else taking it and editing it down so that's why we like to do things ourselves and it was able to um, the film or one day a book but the podcast was what we were able to do um, in the past six months share our story yeah so the backstory future story history and, and our beliefs so now for 2018 what have you got planned and that's a pretty broad question <laughs> yeah so that if one. you want to break it up into sections that's time <laughs> how much time do I got no, I <laughs> all day long 20 oh wow <clears throat> 2018 wow just finish some of the unfinished Finish some of the unfinished uh, to-do list that we didn't get to this year. Okay, wait, wait. I have to. I have to interrupt. I apologize. Too broad. Each year, in the other podcasts, yeah. you described that each year there was one big job. Mm -hmm. Twenty seventeen. It sounds like it was the plumbing. Yes, it was okay. long overdue. So, what's the one big job to start for twenty eighteen? And then, if you want to expand into other things, that that'd be fine too. Yeah, well, we talked about it a little bit. Was um, redoing the irrigation and the raised beds it's been about 10 years since we did it last um, they are wood rots and they are decomposing because it's a natural material and it's starting to affect how the garden grows versus like oh if it's just cosmetic we sometimes we don't care about cosmetic but some of it's like they're really falling apart so I think if we if that's be done in the next three months before spring that would be high priority that and irrigation um, before the summer hits something that could help us uh, maybe get better harvest, streamline the watering, how much time is spent. Um, other things like let's say greenhouse or I'd like to get more beehives and stuff like that but it's a longer term, longer term. The short term one I'd say is raised beds and irrigation I think would be top priority. Um, yeah the plumbing job is big but you know, something a lot of folks don't realize, when people take care of their homes, mm -hmm. right? You take care of the kids or you take care of, and you guys, for you guys, the kids are the animals, mm -hmm. right? You take care of your kids and you take care of your home, but you don't have all the extra expense of everything else that you guys do here on a completely fully functioning farm, right? So when you talk about taking on a project, there's two really important, three really important things that you have to delegate out to you know take pieces of at a time it's um, your your focus and your time because there's only 24 hours in a day and at mm -hmm. some point you have to eat and sleep right <laughs> which you don't <laughs> do some days I've seen you go on four hours of sleep yeah, right yeah, okay but the other big one too is a lot of people don't realize with the urban homestead is financial because it takes a lot to take care of these animals the the, the chickens 
don't produce enough that they're even really profitable from what the other podcasts have said. Yeah, it's, it's sort of some. You'd be lucky if you break even on some of the projects. Right. So it yeah. really is a labor of love. And so the finance you have to juggle for each project very, very carefully. I think that was obviously um, to what priority to prioritize what was important. And last, this past year was plumbing. Next year will be irrigation and to delegate or set aside monthly or some sort of the financial part to fix that problem. Um, what sometimes you got, some of the issues was not enough time to fix it. Other issues were not enough money to fix it. And then sometimes we talked about, I took the car to a repair shop, thought I would save time and money and ended up, I had to redo it anyway. You know, so it's, that I think was like, oh, of maybe hiring an expert to help us out it's not quite doesn't quite work out that way all the time so that's why we try to do it ourselves um, and I think if you say well okay you got 10 million dollars now you could fix spend a million dollars on 10 different things now if you have a thousand dollars then you have to it's just a little bit more I think tighter we have to we've been tighter and try to streamline and try to cut some of the waste so Obviously, the finances are big because we had to do things that we put off. We've had to reinvest in the business. We had to uh, bring some things back that we dropped off, dropped by the wayside. Um, so, yeah, it's ju juggling it is the hardest part, I think. So, okay, can we afford it this month? And it's so, okay, wait in two weeks, we'll get a check from the country club, and then we'll do it in two weeks. Or um, we need seeds or we need uh, a fertilizer or we need um, hot water heater or something like that you say okay let's figure out how this thing works and um, hopefully I'm getting better at the budgeting part I can some of it's in my head but I have to put it on a piece of paper and, um, like I said the farm's paying for itself but sometimes with the hundred year old house things things go off and things uh, need fixing and, and sometimes keeping the house, the home, the homestead, and yourself all functional and operational is, <laughs> it takes a lot. It takes a lot. And if it does help to have, uh, Jordy does the website work, Nisi does the events, Nisi does this, Jordy does that, help that we're able to uh, lean on each other sometimes. And unfortunately, that without, without Dad, we've had to, I'm not saying go solo, but we sometimes can't can't collaborate as much as we used to you know it's like Jordy would do the website work I just can't help her on that sorry you know and then I would um, on some other projects they can't help me on it's just I, taxes or whatever like that or stuff like that and they, go, they do the animals and I, I could let them do that you know like it's everybody has their own specialty or thing but I think we're like I said we, before we're overworked and understaffed but definitely the volunteers help Definitely had uh, had to hire some people to get us through some of the tight spots, um, but like I said we're still in business and we're still functioning farm. So. Still growing. Too. Yeah, still growing. Yeah, especially the numbers on the podcast. You know, people are really, really uh, enthralled with the story yeah. and with the the information and the lessons that you guys share. You know, so are there any, uh, especially for 2018, any special lessons or anything, instructions that you're going to focus on a little more? To, I mean, especially, you know, the, 
the whole financial idea, right? Everybody thinks, oh, okay, I'm going to go and start a farm and it'll be self-sustaining. I won't have to think about that anymore. Obviously, that's not the, that's not the way it no, works. No, any, any startup, any business, whether you're in restaurant business, whether you're in nursery business, whether you're in any business, it takes like three years, three years before you can see uh, any profit, maybe. Um, we've had to do a crash course on on our own to see how we can turn things around and how fast we can turn uh, get up to speed again and so we've had we've had a learning experience we've had um, some mistakes uh, 2018 just try not to make so many mistakes <laughs> <laughs> try to get us a little bit smarter and not be so stupid sometimes or, you know um, and I think I try we try to take it a day at a time I like to put down um, dreams and goals for a year it's about that time of the year where it's go through what we had last year, and I know there's a couple of glaring, a couple of glaring, mis- glaring issues that we didn't uh, finish, unfinished business maybe, and but it takes time. So I think if, if for the hand we were dealt and, and where we are now, it's, we're very blessed to be, to be where we are. So uh, 2018, I it scares me a bit because it's been a year. Um, said one day at a time, but it's not. It's not getting any. It's definitely not getting any easier. Sometimes it just feels like, uh, you know, just catching up. It always feels like catching up. But, uh, now you did say a few days ago uh, when the volunteers had come out and a lot of the pruning and a lot of stuff that was kind of minutia that you you didn't have to take care of and it allowed you to focus on some bigger projects you did say well it feels like we're actually caught up on <laughs> yeah. this this is kind of nice yeah it did that's true I did some of the like some of the pruning some of the sweeping some of the cleaning organizing the pruning the fruit trees this time of year um, it was we were starting okay let's see <laughs> that's true it's it's starting to get I mean, that's country no it's starting to catch obviously with anything grow, obviously with anything growing if it stops growing you know there'll be no work so when you say oh you just prune there's let's say 10 trees in the front yard and we're down now half of them or three quarters and we're done there's a couple of them that I want to do next year because of the cold it's, too, it's going to get cold the next couple months you don't want to get hit by freeze and kill the new growth so those will be done in January and February but if you said well there's 10 trees or 10 fruit trees in the front yard and now seven, uh, six or seven of them done with the help of volunteers that's a big relief so um, that I think I'm just looking forward like now I moved on I mean I must say ba- not bask in the what was finished I just now move on next project and even though we did catch up on the fruit trees I'd not say the hole in the donut but I see. I see the. I see all the stuff I have to do. We caught caught up on the pruning, but the raised beds and the drip irrigation is hanging over my head. So, some like I said, some days are. Uh, maybe I'm a little bit more grateful, and other days I'm like, man, I'm so behind. But the, yeah, the volunteers have helped us get some of the pruning done, some of the cleaning done. Um, maybe like I said, three quarters of the front yard is done pruning. It's starting to look really nice. Some of the corners that we haven't got to in the past do the things we haven't got to the four corners of the yard now we got to one corner last week and there's maybe one other corner i haven't touched in a couple years that 
maybe volunteers can help us finish that. Uh, that yeah, that helped. I just always seen what has to be done next, and I don't like. I don't know. What to say, I don't like. I should. I should appreciate what we've done, but I'm. I one of the things is like being not. You're grateful but not satisfied. I don't know how to say yeah, that. That's, without without you're grateful for the help and grateful we got caught up, but not satisfied because there's a lot of work to be done. So I'm ready to keep going. Yeah. What's next? Let's say I think that's maybe our upbringing. Maybe that was how we were raised. Maybe that's what was instilled by our dad and his dad. The worth ethic, I think, was the the biggest, probably the biggest gift that we were given. It's people see us work and they say, well, how do you get that done? Well, nobody. It's like people thought, oh, dad was just telling everybody what to do. No, everybody had a job and they did it. There was no, you know, like, oh, thou shalt do this, between this and this. People knew what they had to do. And I think family farms run that way. Family businesses run that way. Um, and obviously with the, being a man down, it just sort of uh, complicated things a bit. Well, it's kind of nice because it sounds like you're starting to get routines now that, that help. Because, yeah, everything's going to keep growing. The list is always going to grow. You're going to get projects done. You need to celebrate that. Mm-hmm. But at least now you have a routine for making sure that you keep getting things done. Yeah, and a little bit of, I like to say, maybe breathing room. Maybe you can take a breath. <laughs> yeah. You can take a breath, and then before going into the next project, it was... There were some projects that were hanging over our head for a while, and it took a couple months to finish the plumbing or finish the my room or finish the bathroom, stuff like that. Took, so when that's done, then you say, okay, take a breath, take a break, and then we said, what's next? And I think that was that's how we were raised. We're always looking for the next, what's next, what we have to do next. And I think um, with farming, with any with anything living, and livestock, animals, bees garden you can't stop and I think a lot of people don't realize that they want to get let's say solar panels you know they once you get solar panels you don't have to feed them you know you don't have to do anything it's plug and play you know so we've had to although it's a major accomplishment to get you know some things done it's the growing part never ends because it's just like oh I planted something this is like you know cooking a meal or something if you're a chef we talk to the chef and she's like, yeah, it's done. Now you have to do it all over again. You know, so yeah. next day. It's not, it's not like, oh, we're d- I fed you today, or the animals. I fed you today, or I planted something. Now I can go on vacation. It's not It's not like that. And I, think, and I ate um, once. Yeah. <laughs> About two weeks ago. Yeah. Two weeks ago. <laughs> it doesn't work that way. So I think the, con- the worth ethic from her dad and grandfather came came in handy, and it was, uh, it was that was a gift that we were given that uh, we inherited. So... So to wrap things up, is there anything that you'd like to say We're done uh, to already? listeners? <laughs> yeah, it went by pretty quick. Uh-uh. Uh, is there anything you'd like to give as a piece of advice or just encouragement or you know, any one last piece of information you want to share? Anything to wrap it up? Well, I think we we thanked a lot of uh, people that helped us get through the year. Um, I'd like to thank our dad uh, for getting us this far. It's now our it's our our way of life uh, to carry it on and hope I hope we do him proud um, I love what I do so hopefully people can sense that um, yeah just grateful to be alive 
to hear that. Yeah, I'll second that. All right, well, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. This was Justin Dervais live, the end of 2017. Uncensored. Uh, uncensored. <laughs> so hopefully we'll have you back for 2018, too, and look forward to uh, interviewing Jordan and Anais and all of their answers being completely different. I'll bet. <laughs> <laughs> Take care, everybody. Let's go down to the urban homestead, Pasadena by the freeway. Right down there on the urban homestead, Jules and his family are working away. Come on down to the farm in the city, back to the future, back to the plan. Right down there on the urban homestead, loving the life back into the land. Oh, oh, oh. help the garden grow, singing. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. The Urban Homestead theme song was written and recorded by Tom Fair. Thanks, Tom. We've come to the end of this show. Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure to tune in again. Until next time, this is Annie, Justin, Jordan. Keep, Keep on, on growing. Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Oh, 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 help the garden grow. Sing it. Oh, 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 we've got to help the garden grow. Hey, folks. Remember to follow us on our website, urbanhomestead.org, also on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. We love to hear your feedback, and if you'd like to become a podcast patron, go to urbanhomestead.org forward slash podcast.